Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Chris Rose Rotation presented to you by John Boy Media. Oh, look who's back. It's Lucas Giolito, the Chicago White Sox. Hello, friend. How's it going? I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm here. In, I'm, oh, sorry. No, no, no. You're in, you're, where are you? You're in. I'm in Chicago. This is my apartment. You want to see the view? Yeah, I do, actually. I want to see what we're dealing with here. It's pretty nice. Okay. Okay, it's sunny out, so that's a win. Yeah, I had. I mean, I have to close these or the light is really bad, but let's see if I can give you guys a little peek here. Oh my gosh! Let me take this off real quick. Yeah. Oh my god. That's baller. It's pretty that's nice, baller. right? Yeah. Heck yeah. That's it, uh, that's right there. The Willis Tower. Now it used to be called Sears Tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was a little kid, it was a Sears Tower. Not anymore. Not anymore. All right. Let me close these. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. How long have you lived there? Uh, this is my fourth year staying in this building. I'm not going to say the name of the building. Please don't. And, and this is the highest floor I've lived on now. Yeah. Well, you're I'm moving trying on up. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to enjoy the views and you know, just a little bit each year, you know. So I think maybe that, the um, penthouse one day. Yes, I think Giancarlo Stanton actually owned the top three floors of a Miami high rise several years ago. No joke, the top three floors. Wow. Yeah. Oh well, what, 300 million, 250 million? Yeah. Dare to dream, Lucas. There you go. Uh, very excited because we've got your former high school teammates, Max Freed and Jack Flaherty coming on the three of you together, which I mean, I don't even know the last time y'all saw each other in person. Oh man. It was in LA at some point before season. That's, yeah. that's all I remember. Okay. You guys, I mean, you all pitched on opening day. How, how frequently do you guys communicate? Oh, it, at least once or a few times a week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to find it. We're going to do a deep dive into this whole thing. Find out some interesting stuff about the kids. You and Max were in the same class, and then Jack was a couple mm -hmm. years behind you, but uh, at one of the most successful baseball programs, not only in Los Angeles, but the entire country. So we got a lot of ground to cover, and we'll get to them momentarily. But do you remember when we were talking about you being a part of this show, and you said – Hey, what happens if I don't pitch well one day and we have to talk about it? I was like, well, listen, you're not going to have 32 amazing starts. So you're going to have one or two that aren't great. So here we are. Aren't greats an understatement. Yeah. Yeah. Was it because you're not a morning person? No. Okay. I have thrown early before I threw the last time I, I pitched in an early game was the playoffs against the A's and that went well. This yep. the game started at like 12:10. This game this game in Boston was at 11:10 Patriots day. Uh I routine everything that I do to prepare for the start was the same kind of leading up to it and I just wanted to kind of shift my clock forward a little bit so mm -hmm. I could be, you know, up and ready. I felt good. I felt good that morning. I felt awake. I felt ready to go. All my pregame stuff went well. Bullpen before the game was fine. 
and I went out there and I just got shelled. I mean, no other way around it. Right. So when things go sideways, which it happens occasionally, you're in a business that's predicated on how you deal with failure. Like when you're stepping off a mound for a second, you're like, holy shit, this is, I'm getting my ass kicked right now. Like, how do I get out of this? Are you talking to yourself? Is that what happens with pro athletes? Uh, so everyone's different. Everyone's different. Some guys get really, really mad and kind of use that as fuel to like make pitches and, and get out of it. Like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, other guys, it's like, all right, slow the game down, deep breaths. Uh, I think that it was just going so bad that for me, I was just trying to execute, execute this pitch, execute this pitch, execute this pitch. Uh, I really got into trouble with that change up. It wasn't moving how it usually is, and I was leaving it up. Mm-hmm. And so I try to keep going back to it. I mean, that's, see, that's not a bad one, but I, it just didn't have that like nice finish I usually get with a two-strike changeup. They might have known what was coming. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know for sure. Like, I don't really want to get into that too much on here just because like there's work I have to do for tipping and stuff like that that I don't really need everyone knowing. But they might have known what was coming. They might not have. They might have just had a really, really good approach against me to sit sit back on that changeup. And I just did not make good pitches that inning. And then I came out the next inning, homer walk, I was done. Mm-hmm. And then, so when that happens, like we we don't see anything from the starting pitcher like the rest of the day. Does it, I don't even know what you do. Do you go into the clubhouse? Do you sit by yourself? What happens? I don't even know going the clubhouse. And I mean, for me, it was like almost being in shock. It was the worst start in my career. I mm-hmm. thought that a, having a start like that was behind me, uh, that that would never happen again. I mean, I've had similar ones in 2018. We've gone over that, the blow up start. Uh, but yeah, I was kind of like in shock right after I came out, like, whoa, what that happened so fast. And like, what even was that? Mm-hmm. But, that's part of the game sometimes. I mean, I got my ass totally kicked the worst it's ever happened in my career. And all that you can do is come back from it strong and go out there next time and have a good one, which is what I'm planning on doing. Right. Did you talk to anybody? Because we talked about this, like how you relied on people in your life. Like, Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I immediately talking after I come out of the game, you know, I was kind of to myself for a while. And then I'm talking with the other starting pitchers. What'd you see? You know, what, where were these pitches ending up? You know, I was getting immediate feedback. Um, then after the game, talking with Yaz, talking with Ethan, uh, starting to get to the bottom of some of the issues there. Okay. And then even the next day, looking at the video, talking with Ethan more, and a couple mechanical things that were off that morning that uh, we've since addressed. And then as far as like tipping stuff again, right. we'll see. Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate you getting into that because a lot of people don't know what happens when inevitably you're, you get your butt kicked. So thank you for sharing it. It's not fun. It's not comfortable, yeah. but we, we do appreciate that. So don't, don't think I don't appreciate it.
and I appreciate all the Venmo requests I got that day too. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. People bet money on sports. You never know what's going to happen, man. Like that can happen even to the best. That so, is funny. That you have to chuckle when you get that. Yeah, the like kill yourself on Twitter doesn't make me no. chuckle, but no. the the Venmo requests like hey, you owe me money because I bet on this game and you blew it in the first inning. Um, that does make me chuckle. But the one thing that is really hard, really, really hard to sit with, even like now, days later, is I lost a game for us in the first inning. Right. I heard you say you that. Know, out of 162, I lost the game in the first inning. Like, that's on me. And then... I heard our bullpen and I had to make two, not just one, two of our position players had to pitch. Like that's unacceptable to like fail at my job to that extent that now we have two guys that have to go out there and risk who God knows what, mm -hmm. not playing their position, trying to get three outs. Um, tough one. Uh, I appreciate it. I respect it. I did like watching your mean Mercedes do his Fernando Rodney hat tilt. Well, yeah, I mean, they both brought some interesting stuff to the table. And so like, <laughs> I, at that point I was like in the training room with ice on watching it. And just like, it was a mixture of emotions at that point because yeah. I was so disappointed in myself and like watching this unfold, like, Oh my God, like Yerman has to pitch. And then, Oh my God, Danny has to pitch. Like, God damn it. But then, you know, hey, just, Danny had some good shit working though, bro. Danny's air cutter is something else, isn't it? <laughs> is that what we're calling it? Air cutter? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see the first one. The first one came in and hit him, but then he recalibrated because the air cutter is an interesting pitch. You kind of throw it and you have to let, you have to let the air and the wind take over. I love it. Right there. See that thing? It's amazing. Oh, That's yeah. not a knuckleball? No, air cutter. Okay. Dallas, I've never heard Dallas the term air cutter them. in my life. Dallas throws him when he plays plays catch. Oh. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. I don't know how, how they make them how they make it make that happen. Like uh -huh. Dallas's is really, really good and consistent because he's actually a pitcher. But like Danny just pulled this one out of nowhere. Yeah. Got yeah. his first strikeout ball. Oh, yeah. Well, Danny's now your Zach Greinke. So you've got something to go to in yeah. July or whatever when those bullpen arms are dragging at some point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk about something that's more fun. How about my team getting no hit against your team? Does that Ooh. make you smile a little bit more? Ooh, hard Carl, man. He came through that night. What'd you just call him? Hard Carl. Why is that? Because that's like what that he was being hard Carl that night. That wasn't Carlos Rodon. That was hard Carl. <laughs> you guys all have like pseudonyms his, for you guys it's like a nickname you know but it's yeah. also it's his twitch name like my twitch oh. name is general geo his is hard carl got it thank you it's just thank like i'm cleaning I'm, that up yeah i'm just joking around well, but, um man so impressive um so here's a little like a little tidbit uh Starting pitchers, we're not allowed to be in the dugout right now. I know some teams like aren't following that rule, but we're if you're not starting that day and you're a starting pitcher, you're supposed to be in the clubhouse. Right. 
uh, away from everybody or in a suite or whatever. And so it was like the fourth inning. I'm kind of wandering around, you know, I'm like, Ooh, nice pace of the game today. Solid. Like we scored early, like feeling good. This is great. Carlos is throwing well. And in the training room, we set up some chairs just so we could watch it. There's a big screen TV in the training room and set up some chairs. It's like, who was in there? Dylan was sick and he was at home. Um, Lance had already left because he was pitching the day game the next day. So it was just me and Dallas. And we set up these chairs in the training room, go in there, kick back, start watching the game. And it's like, oh, another three outs in a row. Fifth inning, another three outs in a row. Neither of us are moving. <laughs> like, we're not really saying anything. We're just kind of like looking at each other. And it's just another, th- oh my God, another three outs. And now I'm sitting in the chair like. <laughs> like Leo Mazzoni <laughs> rocking back and forth. Yes, yes. And I mean, it's just like, I was frozen there. Dallas was frozen in his. We weren't moving. Like, that was that. Liam said that he went out, he goes out to the bullpen, fourth, fifth inning, whatever. He said he went out to the bullpen, already knew what was happening. And he doesn't like sitting like in the lower section of the bullpen. He says it gets too hot or something because he's always all bundled up all the time. So he went and sat up like in the outside part of the bullpen where the actual mounds are on a bench there by himself. And he did the same thing, except he's in the cold. And so he said it was miserable, but he was just sitting there like this on this bench by himself <laughs> while all the rest of the guys in the bullpen are in the, like the nice warm area. They're chatting with each other. Like, so I don't know. It's like, I'm not very superstitious, but like he had a perfect game going. You guys are just while. like us. You are. Look, this is what moronic fans do. We think that we can influence the outcome based on where we sit, what clothing we're wearing, what we ate that day. You are just like us, Lucas Giolito. Admit it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. With certain things. Like, I'm not, I don't really care about like food, the food I ate that day or like how I put my shoes on or anything like that. It's, here's the thing. No, no, no. no. If I'm in control, like I'm pitching, Mm -hmm. I don't really I'm not that superstitious. Like I have my routine, the like stuff I need to do to prepare for my game. I want to follow that to a T. But if it is out of my control, if I'm watching and I care, like I care about every single one of our games, I get nervous. I get like, I'm moving around. I'm like, man, oh, what's, what's happening here? Like if there's like a three, two count with the bases loaded, I'm on the edge of my seat. But if there's a three, two count with the bases loaded and I'm on the mound, I'm in control. So it's fine. Like whatever happens, happens. That's how, that's how it is for me. So you were way more nervous watching hard Carl do his thing than you were in your game. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. I was a nervous wreck. So when he hit Roberto Perez on the toe, Mm. what was your reaction? Just like, ah, man. Is that, are those the words you used? Yes. Really? I remember I was sitting there and like at this point in the ninth inning, he already has one out. He has an an 0-2 count. I'm just like, like deep breaths. Like I'm going like this. 
and he throws that that back foot slider and it's too much back foot and it was just like oh no dang it dang it like that's my best reenactment acting yeah it was average (laughs) although i did love that you really kind of got in with the whole rocking thing so that was good but yeah that's good man i i like i feel weird now like i've really put myself back in that moment um but after it happened like it's over it happened runner on first two more outs secure the no hitter and he did it so you weren't allowed to go on the field and celebrate so since we were doing our like weird superstition thing where we didn't want to move we were still sitting there and then like that last ab i think was luplo it was who's good at that lefties very tough against lefties and i'm like edge of my seat three uh, three two maybe a couple pitches three two and every single one i'm like trying to get up nope okay foul ball trying to get up and then he throws that high change up as soon as he smacked it and i see so you see yo-yo field the ball and i think it was leary yeah leary was playing short and leary's throwing his hand up already (laughs) and as soon as that happened like i'm busting out of my seat and running down the hallway and running outside and so, like, I don't know how much of this you have. Yeah, it's going to cut off by the time me and Dallas got out there. But we eventually got out there. Protocols be damned. At that point, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's great. How about Carlos going to Mancata before sack? <laughs> yeah, right. Zach, well, the ball was hit hard. So, I guess. It's okay. Zach's getting a very nice watch. Is that what he's getting out of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who caught yours? Was it Grandal? James McCann. Oh, James, right. Mm-hmm. What'd you hook him up with? A Breitling. Oh. Pretty nice engraved, like, on the underside with, with all the, like, stuff and stats from the game. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Wait till you guys see what you guys get for being co-hosts this year. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Embroidered t-shirts. I, I think that's what's on back order. That's <laughs> on back order. <laughs> Hey, man, you know, somebody had to take pay cut on this show. So you know, there's only so much we could do. Got kids in private school. You understand what's going on. Mm. Speaking of private school. Speaking of private school, I watched the documentary on Netflix about the uh, the scandal getting kids in, pretending they're on the water polo team. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we know some people on that stuff, on that train. I imagine your parents know some people, too. I maybe I got to ask them. I got to ask yeah. them. That was a huge I game. did. I remember doing. Cause what the guy's business originally was, he was doing like test prep. Right. And mm-hmm. like kind of guidance counseling and, Oh, this is what you need to do to apply. Like I remember doing that to get into Harvard West, like that I S E E exam. Mm-hmm. And I went and I did like, I hated it so much. I was like, what am I doing? this is terrible. Like I need to do this to get into this school. And yeah, I had to like do the test prep for that stupid exam. And I ended up doing fine on it. And I got into the school, but then the ACT rolled around and I, I don't, I don't even want to get into it, man. I was an athlete. Like I could have gotten a, I could have gotten an 18 on the ACT and no one would have cared. 
Right. But my dad really wanted me to do well in school all throughout school. And so I did more of that shit. Like the, I enjoyed, like the guy I worked with though, he was freaking awesome. He was such a cool guy. But like, you know, going in and like learning, oh, like this is how the test works and you need to do this, that, and that. Like, man, brutal. I, it's just so like thinking about it now, it's like. Wait till you go through the it advantages, as a parent, young man. The advantages. Wait till you go through it as a parent. But, but the advantages, the like privileged, wealthy have yeah. and the way the whole system is set up oh, now so- in college and like, oh, if my son goes to this school, it's now like my status is higher among all my rich friends. Dude. Like, oh, it, it is, is ridiculous. It gives it's me ridiculous. the chills. Yeah, You're right. But I, the roses would never do that. Just to let everybody know, we would never fake it. Now, I do have my 15-year-old dressing up in a Speedo and wearing goggles around the house every day. <laughs> but that's we just we think that's normal. Get, getting those Photoshop skills. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Roll with it while we can. Never too early to start with those kids. Uh, speaking of the good old high school days, we will be joined by Lucas's former high school teammates, Max Freed and Jack Flaherty. They're doing an interview together for the first time ever. Hold tight. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about Ace Out. It's the cap for major league players. 46 different ones to choose from. You've got Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis Jr., our own Lucas Giolito, and even my former favorite Indian, Francisco Lindor. Very nice. It's officially licensed by Major League Baseball players. Also, they're made and embroidered right here in the good old US of A. They got snapbacks, trucker caps, dad caps, whatever you need. They don't only make lids. They also make these things. Look at this. Cool t-shirts. Men's tri-blend tees officially licensed by the Baseball Hall of Fame. You got the likes here of Johnny Bench and Frank Thomas and Cal Ripken Jr. It doesn't just have like Johnny's number five on it. It's got all of his individual and team accolades from over the years. It's really cool. And one of the things I love about it, it's super soft. If you're like me and you get like itchy skin, depending on the sort of t-shirt you're wearing, this thing is smooth. It's like butter. Also, a quick reminder, you get free shipping on any order that's over 35 bucks and use the promo code ROSE. You'll get 20% off your first order, courtesy of Aced Out. I want to let everybody know that this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Now, we all have to admit, it's been a hell of the last 12 to 14 months out there. Everybody's feeling a little down in the dumps. It's been really strange out there. Well, guess what, guys? It's time to snap back into action, especially in the bedroom. So let's do that with Blue Chew. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but they're a chewable form and they're delivered right to your door. Now, Blue Chew tablets, they help men with all forms of ED out there. And as I said, it is an online prescription service. So that means you don't have to go into the doctor, don't have to have those embarrassing conversations, no awkward waiting in line at the pharmacy. It is delivered right to your door. Now, Blue Chew's licensed medical providers will actually work with you to find the perfect ingredients for you. And one other thing I love about this, it's chewable. I'm not going to blame my parents here, but I never learned how to swallow pills as a kid. So here I am, a 50-year-old man, and I'm like, I'm chewing medicine all the time. That's perfect because this thing is called Blue Chew. So it's going to work great for you. So if you need that benefit and that little jolt of confidence in your life, 
visit bluechew.com and also use the promo code ROSE at checkout. You'll just pay $5 for shipping. That is bluechew.com, promo code ROSE to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast as well. We continue on here on the Chris Rose rotation on John Boy Media, and I feel like I should be wearing my Letterman's jacket. Kids are back in school. It is the Harvard-Westlake triumvirate as Lucas Giolito is joined by his old high school buddies, Max Freed of the Atlanta Braves, Jack Flaherty of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Max, is this the first time you guys have done an interview, all three of you at the same time? I think so. And I can't really remember the time all of us at the same, you know, sitting down here getting together. It's pretty rare. Jack, this is this is nice to see your boys, isn't it? Yeah, it's good to see them. I think this is definitely the first time we've we've done something together all at once. I think so. Nice. Okay. So Lucas, when was the first time you met each one of these guys? Do you remember? Man. First time I met, man, I'm trying to remember who I met first. Uh, Jack, Jack. Jack showed up when I was a junior. junior. Yeah. Uh, Max, did I meet you at some summer thing before that? Before we met at, at area code tryouts yes. going into junior year. Yeah, we went up to, up up in Santa Barbara. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I remember that day very vividly because I hit uh, Wayne Gretzky's son with a fastball <laughs> right right in the shoulder blades. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I might have met Max first, like that summer, or I met Jack that summer. I know that Jack played some summer ball coming in before the season started and everything, or before the school year, I should say. Uh, but man, I don't I don't think I have any like special like immediate memories coming to mind. Just that when Jack showed up, I was like, wow, this guy's so athletic. Uh shortstop, third baseman. That's kind of what he showed up as. He yeah. then Ethan got a hold of him and he he turned into a pitcher. <laughs> and so, I uh yeah. So Jack, when you had you heard the name Lucas Giolito before you got to Harvard Westlake? Not at all. Didn't know who he was. I, I remember I remember I do remember meeting him because like I was a freshman and I didn't know. I think I knew like two guys on the on the varsity team because I play they played at Sherman Oaks Little League um and so I knew them and they like said we said hi and Lucas came over introduced himself said hi like it was just a very quick hello he was I think he might have he was one of the first guys I didn't know to introduce himself to me but I had no idea who he was we didn't follow high school sports we followed none of that so I had no idea who he was and you know you then just come to find out everything he's committed to UCLA. I had no idea what that was about. So, uh, but had no idea going into it. And Max, you were the last guy to kind of join the group because you were at another high school, which had lost its baseball program. I'm sure you were well aware of, of Lucas and Jack, right? Uh, I mean, from our little league days, I've heard about Jack, you know, with the Encino and Sherman Oaks. It was kind of the rival Little Leagues I've heard of Jack when I was a lot younger. But uh, I knew Lucas because, ironically, my high school field, the Montclair, uh, was off campus the same way that Harbor Westlake is. And the fields are actually in the same lot. 
right next to each other. The, the Montclair field's now the Crespi field. So, uh, you know, there'd be times where I would see Lucas drive off from practice and we would like stop by and say hi during our junior year. But, uh, you know, you, you just kind of hear about guys in the area, especially your year. Yeah. Shout out to Mid Valley, by the way, representing mm -hmm. out yep. there. Let's all get it. That's where my son takes hitting lessons. DA, you're doing a great job with him. Way to, way to pump Brady Rose up. Good work. <laughs> so out of curiosity, Lucas, when you've got three guys that are this talented on one team and the entire team, is, it's a, a wonderful program. But did you guys ever sit down on the bench at times and start talking about major league aspirations? Was there ever that conversation? Yeah, I think that we talked about it a decent amount. Um, I don't I can't recall too many specifics other than we would talk about like it would be cool if we were all on the same team, uh, you know, continue what we've been doing here at the higher level. Didn't work out that way. Maybe one day we'll see. <laughs> so what were those conversations? Why was there no jealousy, Jack, back then? Because yeah, I, I was too, like, naive to understand anything. I was just a sophomore. And for me, like, I, I just th – there was no reason to have any jealousy of it. Like, they were my friends. I, I didn't look. It was like, all right, they're two years older than me. They're both, you know, as far as I know, they're going to UCLA. And then it was like, all right, well, both these guys are going to go in the very early first round um, of the draft. So I was like, this is cool. Like, this is just cool to be a part of. This is fun. Like, you got scouts showing up to see them. Like, I'm just hoping that they do well every time that they get up to pitch. Um, so I was just rooting them on. Like, these are my boys. I ain't no reason to have jealousy over, over anything. We was, I was just rooting for, for both of them every time they were out there. It didn't I, I that Jack was yeah, the I best really high school pitcher out of all of us, too. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's <laughs> the funniest thing. Jack, Jack's stats bl blow both of ours right out of the water. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jack had better pitching stats than me in my senior year. Well, he was a sophomore. <laughs> So, Jack, you were pitching as a sophomore when – I mean, I know Lucas was kind of shut down because he had the, the arm injury, but you were that's, pitching. That's, yeah, I was – I mean, I was pitching. They were they were throwing Tuesday, Friday. I would kind of come out of the bullpen, like, if needed. Um, and then when Lucas got shut down, I had to pitch a lot more. Um, but that's kind of how it started. I was pitching, but I started throwing a lot more once Lucas got shut down. Max, what was draft like night uh, – what was that night like for you? Crazy, hectic. Uh, I was lucky enough to be surrounded by friends, family, and teammates and stuff and kind of got a little, like, viewing party together and just kind of sat and taking phone calls, not really sure where you're going to be going. And I definitely remember it was like a whirlwind of emotions. Even though you guys were good friends, you and Lucas, was there a little bit of a, my God, I, I would love to get drafted earlier than him? <laughs> not, I mean, not really, because for me, at, at the beginning, I definitely knew, like, Lucas was throwing, you know, he was, he was like 96 toward for his whole entire, like, his starts during high school. I don't think he threw a pitch under 96 before he got hurt. So at that point, I was like, okay, well, you know, this guy's probably going to go number one overall. That was the that was the thought in high school. And Lucas, what was it like for you that night? Because you got to you you know your life's about to change, but so's your buddies. Yeah. Oh man my my draft experience was a little different. Obviously, I blew my elbow out. Um, I wanted to go one one, 
And then that's not a possibility if you're not pitching your senior year with a bad elbow. So it was uh, very stressful that day. Uh, I remember just sitting on the couch. It was at home. I had just had a few friends over and stuff and family. And that was like kind of the beginning of the era of like pre-draft deals where guys kind of have an idea of when they're going to get picked um, because you have your advisor talking with teams and they're like, okay, like, will you accept this much? Will you accept this much? Like the only pre-draft deal I had was like something in the second round. And so all I knew going into the draft was that if my name fell to this team in the second round, then I would be picked. So when I got picked 16th by the Nats, it like when I saw it on TV, that's when I knew it happened. Like it was a complete surprise. It was really, really crazy. Cause right. I mean, they picked a guy with a bad elbow. Oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah. No, I remember that night and uh, people were like, well, listen, if he gets healthy, it's a steal. And if they don't, they just whiffed on a first rounder. So good job, Nats. And then good job, White Sox and making the trade. Mm-hmm. Can we get to the real stuff? Jack, who was the best hitter out of the three? Ooh. <laughs> um, look, Lucas is not in that realm. Lucas was a PO since he was a freshman. Yeah, just um, get me right out of that combo. Max has Max had the better numbers in high school, no doubt about that. Max could have freaking like Max could have gone on and played center field for some team. A hundred, no doubt. Like, uh, no doubt. Lefty, uh, one of the only people to beat me in a race. Um, is that my first hit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could. He 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 did it all. I mean, he could. He he could do it all. I mean, obviously from a competitive standpoint i pick myself max is gonna pick himself and that's just the way it is the way it is like <laughs> no max could you have been a, a center fielder if he says no he's lying <laughs> i i really enjoyed playing outfield in high school i don't know where i would be today but i i i definitely would have i'm interested to see like how i would have progressed if i definitely if i chose that path well, did you guys talk about what it would be like to face one another at the major league level ever? Uh, the last time I faced Lucas, it didn't really go too well. Oh, it did not. <laughs> it did not. So what happened, Lucas? So this was preseason before senior year, and I think I was still kind of getting used to being off a mound again and getting used to, like, my higher velocities I was throwing at. And so – we all thought it'd be a good idea to have an inner squad game where Max gets in the box against me. It was like one of my first times facing hitters before our senior season. And I don't remember if it like, if it was a deep count or if it was early in the count, it was, it was second. pitch. Okay. It was two. Oh, I, th- I went like fastball way, fastball way, nowhere close. And then this is a miss. I don't make very often, but I like pulled a heater up like I pulled it, but usually when I pull it, it goes down like that, but I pulled it like this way and it clipped max right across the nose. Come on. <laughs> Swear. It was horrible. It's one of the worst days ever. And he goes down like screaming in pain. It broke his nose. There's blood everywhere. I'm standing on the mound, like ghost white, can't move. <laughs> like I'm like, Oh my God, what did I just do? Like I just killed him. <laughs> and 
Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, we ended up like, I don't know. He ended up being fine. He had to get his nose set. It's not the first time you broke your nose. So you were like used to it already. Mm. But yeah. yeah, then then he had like the raccoon eyes for about a month and we were able to eventually laugh it off. But it was a pretty scary yeah. moment. <laughs> were you pissed, Max? I mean, at the time, I wasn't expecting to get like 96 in the face on a 2-0 heater. But uh, you get, I mean, it's just part of the game. I mean, you just got to get out of the way next time. I wasn't expecting it. But for, I think it was like for the next month, I hit with one of those like cages around your, the full cage. Yeah. Did that Same for cage. a little bit. And did that for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I like, I got hit early in the week. And then I had like ended up pitching that weekend or something. Wow. So Jack, it wasn't one too long. So Jack, you were outside of the vacuum. You were the only guy not involved here. Where, where were you? I was, I was actually playing short and I remember watching it happen and yeah, that he's, he's zooed one up and in it clipped. I didn't know where it hit him and he just seemed holding his face and I assumed the worst. I was like, Oh man, this is this. Easy. And he started hearing my nose, my nose, I can't feel my nose. And he just like goes and you see that, pulls hand away and you just see blood start dripping we're like oh no i was like i mean it, at least it didn't get as like clear in the face and it just like i don't know how bad like how much of the nose it hit like i and so you know it ended up being that way but my only thoughts were i went and talked to lucas because i was at short and i went and talked to him and was like all right you know because we were going to continue practice our coach was like all right man down but we're still going <laughs> and so i had to like get him back together of like yo, you still got to go. And then I'm back at short and I know a righty got in the box and I'm like, I'm so happy. I don't have to get in the box right now. I would, there is no way I'd be like, I'm not getting in there. Uh, by the way, it's not like little Johnny who's going to Princeton in the fall just got hit. It's like your dude. Yeah. That just got hit. That's, that's why I, I, I mean, that's a huge reason why I'm like, Oh my God. Like if it got him in the eye or something like that, or broke his jaw, like, that is not good. You can't play. Mm -hmm. Like I could have cost, I could have cost Max millions of dollars. But <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen though. Yeah. We got we're, lucky. we're all very, very thankful. So can we show a clip of Lucas Giolito hitting guys? Uh, Jack, I would like you to, to, to break down why he didn't run to second on um, here. Here's his. Here's Max was there for that. Face it. Max is there for I that. I remember seeing this live. Yeah. Yeah, this Max, was live, huh? Why is this not a double, Lucas? He was too busy celebrating. Uh, I First of all, I swung the bat. It was a hanging slider. I swing the bat thinking I'm going to, like, shoot it up the middle or pull it. I feel contact, but I have no idea where the ball went. So I have to like, I finish my swing and I'm like, did I foul that off? Like what's going on? I look out there and I see the first thing I see is the outfielders like doing this. I'm like, Oh my God, I just got a base hit. So then I start running, but I'm like so busy kind of like peeking over to see if those runs are scoring. I don't know how to run the bases at all. Like I haven't done it really since I was a sophomore in high school before they took the bat out of my hands. But like there you see me with Debo, just like I was so pumped up, man. <laughs> I was so pumped up because I wasn't pitching that gr great that game. Yeah, we were down like two to zero and I just got two RBIs to tie the game up. I don't so know why uh, Tehran threw me so many sliders that day. 
I can't catch up to 90. <laughs> we'll put that in the Rolodex for everybody else out there. Max, when your buddy does that and it's against your team, were you like chuckling on the inside a little bit on the bench? Were you like, oh my God, I cannot believe that happened. I just knew that I was going to have to hear about it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. That's what yeah. happens. So, Jack, you actually were in the batter's box for so the first time that any of the three of you face the other in the freaking playoffs. Like, you mm. can't even enjoy it. It's a decisive game five in 2019. The Braves are already getting their butt kicked, and your buddy comes in out of the bullpen because Fulty couldn't do anything, and the Braves are kicking it around the infield. Like, I imagine you would hope this was going to be in the month of July and you guys could smile at one another and have a little fun, right? Yeah. I, I vividly remember, uh, I was on the bench, I was on the bench and like somebody got a hit. I think it was second and third. And then they're like, yo, you're up. They're intentionally walking. I don't remember who's hitting eighth. And I was like, okay. So I like run up there and then, uh, their manager comes out and I'm like, there's no way they're bringing, I knew Max was warming up. I was like, there's no way they're bringing him in right now. This is such a bad idea. And, and they, 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 and not because I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to face him. And if I was in his shoes, it would just be like, Oh, it's a lose lose. And, and that point of like, whatever happens, it's like, he's supposed to get me out. And I would be like, I don't want to give up a grand. If I was pitching, I'd be like, I don't want to give up a grand slam to Max. I want to punch him out. But like, I'm not loose. It's like the fourth time he's pitched in the series. Like, I don't know how he's feeling, but I looked up and saw my mom and, our high school coach and I like smiled. I was like, there's no way this is really happening right now. I was like, this is, you can't make this stuff up. And, um, yeah, I, I know Matt, he, and he wasn't warming up very long either. It was one of those like, Hey, get hot. And then it was like, you're in the game. So I knew all of that was happening. And I'm like, Oh, this is, I don't know how this is going to go. This is going to be interesting, but obviously I'd wish it, um, happened earlier. So it was one of those, uh, yeah, one of those interesting at bats. Max, what a crappy way to face your buddy. I wouldn't have. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you're you're just trying to, uh, you know, obviously things were going well. There wasn't really much time for thinking on my part. I kind of came in the game and realized that he was he was hitting, and you know, you, you guys yeah, know what happened. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, were you watching that game? I was. I was, and I was screaming at the television, like, why, what are you doing? Why is Max coming in in this situation? He's a starting pitcher. Yeah, like, coming in with the get, bases loaded. I, it, uh, I mean, I, I've, I, it's that one, and then, like, the Blake Snell being taken out of the game in the sixth inning or seventh inning, whatever it was. Like, those two where I'm like, I think about them all the time. Like, what? What's yeah. the thought process here? Bringing a starter into I mean, a that, loaded situation. At that point, I mean, I was coming out of the pen for the the series and a little bit at the end of the year, and I'd done it before. So, like, there's no excuse. I mean, I got to come in and throw strikes. There's, that's kind of just the way I see it personally. All right, a few more things, Lucas. I'm gonna put you on the spot, because I, I know the answer is not you. Better athlete, Jack Flaherty. Max Freed. Oh, man. Dude, I don't know. Like, (laughs) 
I, that's such a tough one. They're both very, very good athletes. Uh, damn, I, maybe I have to get, see, here's the thing. You're putting me in a, in a really bad I spot know, here. <laughs> like like I, I'm not, I can't answer this. So give me the, give me the best traits of each of them. All like right. What can so, they each do that will make us go? Wow. Um, Jack, Jack is like very, very in tune with pitching mechanics. I'd say he's probably the most in tune with like pitching mechanics and body movement out of all three of us. Max is the fastest like runner. I'm like who could have played I'm, another pro oh, sport? Man. Like I, I always heard Jack Flaherty could have gone to North Carolina and done both sports, football and baseball. Is that true? Jack? Jack never played football. You ask me, I say yes. <laughs> but Max, is a better, Max is a better basketball player. Max was a stud in high school. Yeah, Max, Max, Max was like a three-point wing guy. Oh, so three you, and D. Yeah. So three you're like D. you're like a, a Euro power forward. He's a left-handed. Oh, no, like I was I was like a two or three, ran the wing, like guard the guy on the perimeter, run the lane on a fast break, and I just didn't I didn't spend enough time learning how to dribble with my right hand, so I was a liability. But <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. like a Manu Ginobili. Left-handed Clay Thompson. Manu's really good. Manu's really good. He is good. Catch and shoot guy. Okay, catch and shoot. All right, that's nice. Solid. Um, so Harvard Westlake, for people that don't know, the school is wonderful. It's one of the top prep schools in the entire country. Super smart kids, great athletic programs. They also have a ton of actors that come out there as well. And I didn't know that one of the three of you were actually a budding theater made let's see that's beanie feltson by the way yeah Shout out beanie. she's doing it yeah ah. she's crushing it she's yeah. crushing it so jack you're right behind beanie in this performance um yeah. how, how do we grade your performance overall you know, there's nobody else in the world I'd probably do that for other than uh, Ted Walsh. Um, yes. And I think they would these two would probably would have done the same thing. He's a special, special person, special human being. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just for uh, doing it, I think I think we did all right. I think we all of us did all right. And and who's Ted, everybody, so he can fill us in on this? Uh, Ted Walsh is a cinema studies teacher, a long time, long time teacher at Harvard Westlake. Uh, he teaches cinema studies. That was my personal favorite class I ever took at Harvard Westlake. Pr these guys would probably say the same ish. Um, mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know what the term for it is, but he's like the baseball teacher. Like mm -hmm. he comes to all the games and he promotes it. And uh, he just, he loves his baseball. Huge Cardinals fan. Huge Cardinals fan. Yeah. He was pumped when Jack got picked by the Cardinals. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we all we all still talk with him and, and visit him when we can. Um, yeah, he he was amazing. When I he was really there for me a lot when I blew my elbow out and I was kind of like struggling mentally that that senior year. And so I'll always appreciate that. Shout out Ted Walsh. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do we think of Jack's ability on there on stage, Max? Pretty solid? 
Hey, better than I would have done. So yeah. credit to him. Lucas, I agree. Your brother's man. a thespian. He would have thought pretty good. Yeah, we talked about this two episodes ago, man. Like, I don't like being on stage. It makes me nervous. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to play a little game. Let the guys go. Uh, we're going to call this the Harvard of the West. <laughs> Since it, that was a stupid name, but that's the best I could come up with, guys, on short notice. Sorry. Jack, out of the three of you, who got the most attention from the ladies in high school? Mm. Max. Is that true? I, Is that I true? Agree. Max, yeah, Max, GQ. Sure. <laughs> yeah, reluctantly take that one. All right, Max, which of the three of you most looks like he gets dressed in the dark every day? Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. Jack is out of this. Jack wears nice clothes. Max I mean, and Lucas definitely we we definitely we, I mean we I'm, I'm in a sweatsuit right now. I'm in, I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt right now. Yeah. Me and Max battle sometimes. Like I'll dress up nicely sometimes, but I really don't like to. Mm-hmm. I'd say Max is kind of in a similar boat. Um thing Max kind of has an edge on me because he goes to Target and gets all the cool like throwback graphic tees. What nice. Lucas, which of the three of you has the best beach body? Mm. I think it's got to go to Jack here. Jack Jack yeah. builds his arms up, man. Yeah. Is that right, Jack? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Say to that. Uh, which of the three of you, uh, Max, is most likely to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company? Ooh. I'd probably say Lucas. Yeah. You gonna take that one, Lucas? CEO? Ooh. Um, I, I, I feel like I like the creative stuff a little bit more uh, rather than business. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I would say Jack just because like he's already kind of building his own. He's got his own brand. Like he's doing it. Yeah, but it's kind of the similar, point. similar area. And Good last point. one. Mr. Jack Flaherty, which one of the three of you do you most want on your side in a bar fight? Lucas. Uh, he's pure Lucas size. Is six, seven. Like you look at everybody. Everybody's like they get around Max and I. Like, oh, you guys are big, and then Lucas comes around, and you're like, oh, this is a this is a big dude. Like this it's is a different. A it's a dude. different big. And. He's just a big dude, and and you just look at it, and you're like, all right, yeah, I'll take him. What's what's your fight record, Lucas? I'm zero and three all time. Um, zero <laughs> and zero. No, you, you have never been in a fight ever. I've never been in a full blown fist fight. Come on, what's the matter with God? You I, are a private f- school kid. I've there's been oh. a couple there's been a couple instances, uh, like you know, out at night when I was younger. But it never gets past me grabbing the guy by the shirt and putting him up against the wall. Okay. It's never gotten past that point. Like, here's the thing. If someone my size were to, like, actually challenge me, I don't know what would happen. I don't have experience. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're saying there's no scouting report on Lucas Giolito? No, zero. Okay. 
All right. Jack and Max, we appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much for, for coming by and being amazing guests. It's great yeah. to get the, the Wolverines back together for a little bit. And, and mm. you do not leave empty handed. Uh, I've got something special mm. for you on the way out. Here we go. Max and Jack, Lucas Giolito has promised to sign every photo in his senior yearbook, especially for you. That's right. If you're missing the big old lug anytime on the road during the baseball season, just crack open that Harvard Westlake yearbook and Lucas will be there smiling and all. That's courtesy of the Chris Rose rotation. Enjoy, boys. Don't say Thanks, you Lucas. Get you anything. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys, continued success and stay healthy. And we really appreciate you making some time on your days off. We really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun getting to uh, getting to hang with the group. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you. I got to tell you, it was a such a treat to see the three of you guys together. It was nice. There's fun little, like, smirks and stuff when the other guys are talking. Yeah. I mean, we have we have a long history, man. We've all been through a lot together uh yeah it was great to have those guys on and you know maybe we can do it again maybe later down the year or something like that yeah it'd be nice to check in with him i know that max is not off to the start he had he had dreamed about but he'll get there he's well way too too good neither am i now i that's what i texted him i actually texted him that uh night like i don't know if he had texted me or he was just trying to leave me alone but i texted him like well we're both gonna climb out of the hole now Okay, good. You got to be there for each other. That's how yeah. we do it. I don't want your wife yelling at you again about your baseball stuff. I can't take that anymore. No. Nope. No, nope. nope. we, we, we got it under control. Speaking of, speaking of your lovely bride, she was here to help out with your homework assignment. Yes, she Since was. Your do- and your your dog's name again, help me out. Louie. Louie. Yes. Louie is, is living with her while she is finishing up veterinary school on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so we asked to see Louie do some dog tricks and let's see how Louie did. Here we go. Touch. Good. That's a new one. Good. Sit. Well Good. behaved. Stay. Stay. Okay. And zoom. That's awesome. So good. Louie did a great job. Yeah, he also knows shake roll over bang so bang is like you go like this and then he goes oh my gosh i'll try and get videos of those ones but yeah um, she we're more focused on his fitness right now he's gained a little bit of weight oh he got the covid 15 yeah i got the 15 would be crazy he's only (laughs) he's only 24 pounds but but no he's uh He's he's great. He's he's doing well. Um, that new one is impressive though because he's not the best. He's like a good walker, but he doesn't like certain things. Mm. He's a very particular dog, and Got so it. he doesn't like seeing other dogs while walking. He doesn't like squirrels and stuff like that. And so that new one where she goes and he like comes over and sits right at her feet. That's going to be very helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell tell your wife thank you. Mrs. Rose gave it an A plus plus because she Beautiful. loves dogs on top of everything else. It was outstanding. As I wrote to you on the text when I saw the video, 
your dog is smarter than either of my children. So an outstanding <laughs> oh, job. No question. Um, so your, your homework assignment for the next time, you've got a long homestand, a lengthy one. Mm-hmm. And I don't, do you like to cook? Sometimes. Do you plan on cooking or are you more of a, let's order it in if I need to? Uh, during season, it's a lot more of either eat at the field, right? Because we get like pretty good food. Yes, at, you do at the field, you know, great way post, to save money too. Very economical. Game. Yep. Um, or order delivery, a lot sure. of options here in downtown Chicago. That was my point here. So I'm not going to make you cook a meal, but if you do, you can kind of walk us through it and, and tell us what the Giolito special is on the menu, or you can order from one of your favorite places and give us a, a breakdown. You know, you could be a food critic. It's, a, it's arguably the best city in the country to be one. That sounds good. Hey, okay. doable. Oh, yeah. Great. I love it. All right. Spin the wheel I, of moderately interesting things and get Lucas Giolito out of here for the day. Well, maybe I even go to a restaurant. Oh, I don't know what the I don't know what the rules are. Oh, we have today's our two weeks since our vaccine. Oh, so you're good to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, even better. Yeah, maybe I go to a restaurant oh. and just, you know, oh, uh, you know what though? Like, I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be that guy in the restaurant. Yes, you will. Like, like yes. hmm, yeah so very very nice uh whatever i got here oh god swishing the wine around <laughs> swirling around the glass yeah a on top of everything else god do what you want with it be creative you've got that artistic brain i know that here we okay. go spin it e-tail e-tail E-tail. Tell me the last thing that you bought online. Oh. Oh. Just last night, I bought um, new headphones and a mix amp. Because as of, you know, we're filming this right now, the new... Call of Duty Warzone season three just came out and I just wanted to upgrade the headphones a little bit so I can hear the footsteps better. So I had to get that mix amp too. Got it. Yeah. God, that's, that's such rich guy problems right there. That is so awesome. So I can hear the footsteps better. Well, I play with, I have all my buddies and I play with them and I just like, they'll be like, Hey, let's say they're all dead and they're spectating me. Right. While I'm playing, they can like see and hear everything that I'm doing in the game. And I'll be like sitting in a house and they're like, oh, like I hear two people coming up on the east side and there's a guy downstairs. I'm like, what? How do you know that? And they're like, I hear it. Like I hear the footsteps. And so I'm like, all right, I got to get on this train. Okay. Have you have you done MLB the show? Oh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, do just you- got it. Uh, just got it all set up. Um, the PS five, that's another thing why I got the new headphones. So I can have headphones that actually work with my PS five. Okay. So it's like kind of a dual purchase there. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the, I have my special 99 card. I get Mm -hmm. build up that diamond dynasty team. 
I can't hit. Like, I don't know if you've played yet. I watched I, my son play. Okay. I think they made hitting way harder. Yeah. I feel like I can dot up pitching, but I can't hit. It's kind of like real life. Yeah. We learned that on today's episode. Do you play as yourself? I do for my scouting report stuff. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I play the game like in preparation and I'm going through, we talked about this, right? I don't think so. How I I play MLB the show for scouting. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. We're you gonna have to know save that? this for next time. Well, yeah, I mean, can, I know that we can did get it, into but it. I really want to get into it. Yeah, we can get into it next time. I, I feel I don't know. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but all I know is that it's like been covered a decent amount here. And I got some, I got some stories. Okay, good, good. But I, you know, I want you to really focus on the details as to whether or not it really looks like Lucas Giolito out there. Oh, my like character model and everything. Yes. I feel like they made my upper body buff. (laughs) And that's just, I just don't have that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, you were talking about earlier with uh, me, Max, and Jack, like who would be the the model or whatever. Like right. in MLB, the show, it might be me. <laughs> Swimsuit model. <laughs> they made me like have this stacked upper half, which just is not a real thing. Hey, I'll take just it though. Start doing some push-ups. Let's go, bro. Yeah, for real. Well, listen, I appreciate you getting your buddies on the show. They were great. It was a ton of fun for us, and and hopefully the listeners and the viewers enjoyed it out there. Don't forget, if you're joining us on the YouTube side of things, on the John Boy Media Baseball channel, hit the thumbs up, hit subscribe, and wherever you download your podcast, do that as well. Hit that button and give Lucas the five stars because he needs a little love. Lucas, it was great catching up with you, man. Awesome. Great to see you, Chris, as always. And thanks to everybody for tuning in here to the Chris Rose Rotation part of John Boy Media. Special shout out to our editor, engineer extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco as well. We'll see you next time.